Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Pain Uncovered. Myself and John, we will be discussing uh, injury prevention when you're getting back into your training or whatever that training may be, whether that be sports, uh, hobbies, gym, anything along those lines. Our aim really is to help you get back doing the things that you want to do without hurting yourself, really. 100%. And this, now more than ever, I think is a really important time to, to, to talk about it. I mean, how long have we... Or most of us being locked down for. I appreciate if you're listening to this months in advance, you might be thinking COVID who, COVID what. But at the moment, most of us haven't haven't played the sport we play. Maybe been as active, lifted weights for three months or so. So there's going to be a massive element of um, deterioration in our muscles, muscle atrophy, um, which puts you at an increased risk, especially if your mindset isn't tuned in to the fact that you haven't trained in so long, right? Um, I mean, we see it in clinic all the time anyway, don't we, Liam, with regards to um, people pushing for PBs, you know, especially, let's say, around London Marathon season, which, again, this is, this is coming up, will be a bit delayed, where people are increasing your mileage too, too rapidly, putting in um, distances, too many interval sessions, loading the tissues with speed work um, without actually making sure that the tissues and the muscles and the tendons are capable of withstanding that load. Um, so Liam, give us a little bit of a breakdown as to what tissue load is. Let's try and between us explain to the people listening as to what we mean by tissue load, tissue capacity. So for me, tissue load or capacity is really what a chosen tissue or part of the body is capable of tolerating to do its job efficiently and effectively without causing any harm. Um, so those tissues generally that we see could be muscles, tendons, ligaments, um, even cartilage uh, itself can be susceptible to too much load and that can then create pain. The tissues of the body, they're, they're extremely intelligent things, but they're also a bit, bit stupid in some ways because if we are forced to take away load from them, that could be through something like uh, COVID is going on. So we haven't been in the gym. We haven't been doing the things that we would normally, or that could be that we've just had a holiday um, for a couple of weeks. The, the load that that tissue can take is bound to reduce. In exactly the same way you feel a bit physically unfit. It's also your tissues are telling you that, yeah, I'm not quite as strong as I used to be. And this is where injuries creep in. And as um, John, you mentioned about sort of running and, and doing things a little bit too quickly. That's a, a definite, definite, example and just basically means that the tissue isn't ready to take the amount of pressure that we're giving for it um kind of a bit like if you've got uh maybe a car tire that isn't quite fully inflated it's not going to perform as well as the one that is well inflated and you're going to get bits of wear on that area and you're more prone to doing to doing damage to to the wheel itself it's just about trying to get the, the body's capacity to take the pressure that we want through it back up to full speed before we go on and, and hurt ourselves really yeah tom uh there's uh, an amazing physio i follow um running physio um called tom Groom, and he has this pictorial that i love and it just kind of really shouts out uh, what tissue load and tissue capacity is and so essentially there's i'll try and explain it but there's a picture of a really overweight guy sitting on a seesaw and that represents training load so essentially with that is your training your volume, intensity, frequency, type, and it doesn't necessarily come down to sports or gym as well. It can be work habits and daily habits. So that huge guy on the seesaw 
is weigh, weighing that seesaw down. Now at the other end, not able to move is this little skinny guy, a really petite guy holding on for dear life. And that is your tissues load capacity. So essentially that's saying and, and sort of listing under there, your strength, your control, your flexibility, the tissue sensitivity, maybe your biomechanics, especially if we're talking about running and, and functional movement, potential previous injury and what effect that's had on your tissues capacity. Now, this scale is completely outweighed and the ability of your muscles are nowhere near able to cope with what you're actually, or the demands that, that you're placing through your muscles, I say muscles, I mean tissue in general, like what Liam said, with regards to tendons and to cartilage and any other the connective tissues. So essentially we need to balance that seesaw. We need to balance that out by strengthening those tissues um, and reducing the load. Now it's managing that load more so and making sure that we're not shock loading the body into becoming stressed. I mean, most injuries occur from rapid end range movements through acceleration or deceleration when the body's fatigued. Um, if we look at, well, any movement, if you think about it, let's say, let's say running, calf, calf strain, something as simple as that. You need over 200,000 muscle fibers to create a nice contraction to generate propulsion through your calf on the strides. Now, on the flat, during a marathon, maybe absolutely fine. As you start fatiguing, your body perceives how many of these muscle fibers it can need. So muscles are like light switches. They're either on or off, and they work in harmony and in the most amazing sync when everything's working properly, that is, to turn off on and off at the right time to create the movement that we desire. Now, as you fatigue, sometimes these firing patterns or these pathways of on and off muscle groups maybe fall out of sync or the brain perceives the, the workload and the effort to be a certain level. Now, all of a sudden, if you went from a flat to an incline, the brain perceives it's going to need a few more muscle fibers. These muscle fibers, because they're fatigued, may be caught napping. And as soon as you hit that incline, bang, your calf goes. It's been caught unaware as you're trying to accelerate. And even if you're not trying to accelerate at that end range, usually when the muscle goes into a, a stretch or a lengthened position or if it's absorbing some of that load maybe on a downhill so um, when we when we're talking about returning after so much time off it's really important that we we manage the loads we're putting through our body definitely and it is about that load management and if we look at sort of exercise alone and that might be crossfit style training or gym sort of bodybuilding style training or your supplementary strengthening to your chosen sport load not only comes down to weight but the control in which you're doing it so if you slow down a movement that increases the amount of load that goes through the tissues and the soft tissues and actually it's far more effective for your for your strengthening and um, then just whacking the weight right up so although we will get back in a gym and just say we go and we do our first leg press or something like that and before lockdown you were leg pressing 300 kilograms well you go and you stick that weight on a leg press chances are you're not going to do those 10 or 12 reps that you were doing and if you try to they're probably going to be pretty shocking reps they're going to be quick and there's going to be no tension going through your hamstrings and your quads mm. chances are it's just going to get absorbed by your hip joints um, your knees and probably your, your quad tendon and soon if you carry on like that you're going to end up 
seeing one of us. Um, but what we can do is we can, we can train smart here. We can strip that weight right down. We can strip that down to maybe 150 kilos and slow the movement down. Take about four seconds on the lowering phase, a little pause and push back up. And your legs will probably feel exactly the same as what they did before lockdown. But you've used half the weight there. Well, fantastic. That, that's great. That's given me enough stimulus for my leg strength to improve. And then I can gradually start to build my weight and my reps up exactly like I did before. It's just about controlling and trying to be smart around the techniques that we can use to produce the most amount of fatigue for our muscles without risking those, those tissues, especially on big compound movements like your deadlifts, your squats, your Olympic lifting and those sorts of things. I think personally that's where I see more injuries coming from. Yep. Um, I don't know about you, John. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that is all to do um, with mindset, you know. Um, it's the way we perceive we, we spend, well, we've spent so long out of training, we assume, our, well, our, our expectations essentially are completely different to actually what our body's capabilities are. So it's, it's important that we go in knowing that we're not going to be able to lift as heavy. We have had that muscle degeneration and that muscle atrophy. And yet it's so easy with your mind to just think, right, I've missed it. This is what I was lifting before. My muscles are still feeling in good shape. I've got no niggles, no injuries. I'm just going to go straight in at that. And even if you warm up and do a proper activation cycle, stuff, you're still lifting way more than what your muscles are conditioned to at this state. Um, so as Liam said, just, just manage the load. Um, if you're training five times a week before, maybe start two or three times for the first couple of weeks just to introduce your body back into it. You know, maybe look at sort of training at 60 to 70% load, um, depending on what weights you maybe have been moving. If you do complex movement patterns, um, overhead snatches, overhead squat, whatever it may be, let's look to controllably, and this, this isn't necessarily with barbells or anything, but just start loading those joints at end range in a very controlled state. Um, let's get the central nervous system and get the body used to being in that position again and managing and controlling movement before we start putting these complex movement patterns together with extra forces going through and, and the body just being in utter shock as to what's going on because you will injure yourself. If you don't listen to the things we're saying, you will injure yourself and you will have to see a professional that's going to put you out of training again whether that's a gym focused or outside focused whether it's performance sports it'll put you back even further which is going to be mentally frustrating because you've already had so much time off and i think now although it's been absolutely awful everybody having this sort of enforced break away from the sports and stuff that they love especially now in terms of strength it's now when we're going to make the most amount of progress on our strengthening because we are going to have to go back down, take that leg press, for example, you've gone from 300 to 150. Actually, it's not going to take long, as you say, for our nervous system to get back engaged with those movements, for our muscles to remember the movement. And slowly that weight can start to chip back up and it won't really take forever. It won't take like the three years it's taken you to get to 300 kilos. It will just probably take a few months just adjusting, tweaking things and building back up. You're not starting from scratch. Your, your brain remembers these movements. And, and we know from the evidence out there that once the brain knows this pattern, it's so much easier to fall back into it. It's like riding a bike. Um, you might not have ridden a bike for 10 years up until this lockdown and then suddenly everybody starts doing their uh, their cycling and stuff but you jump straight back on and 
you're fine. It's exactly the same with getting back into those, those movements that you're doing in, in your gym and in your, in your sports as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is as simple as that. It is as simple as that. It's just being very much self-aware, you know, um, reducing your own, well, more so looking at yourself objectively. Um, now, some of you may know that you struggle with restrictions or impingements and you may be dealing with some injuries, mate, and some of you may not have anything. But if you don't have, let's say, great shoulder joint range of motion, then maybe you shouldn't do a kipping movement on a Monday, weighted shoulder press on a Tuesday, some form of boxing movement on a Wednesday, overhead squats on a Thursday, you know, um, all of these in a row are only ever going to put your shoulder in a position to become more symptomatic um, because it's taxing your end range. So just train smart, think smart, but be self-aware, be objective and, and put these systems in place for happy injury-free longevity through your training. Um, and this and this goes into play. Obviously, we're we're coming at it from a point of view where you know the pandemic's just sucked, and we've all been itching at the bit to get get going again. Um, but training load and tissue capacity is always there. You always need your tissues capacity to be able to manage your training load. And if the training load exceeds your tissues capacity, you fall at a high risk of injury. And that is where that's why a lot of the times when we're, we're talking about potentially tendon rehab and, and other rehab. It's not all about rest. It's about strengthening your tissue's ability to return you to what you love doing um, and moving through. If you're not injured, it's loading your tissue in the right phase, in the right way, to make sure that when you are progressing through in the next couple of weeks and starting to accelerate your training and move through weights or move through speed training, your tissues are ready for it and your central nervous system are ready for it. Um, it's just train smart and it's quite a simplified subject but it's something we just wanted to really reiterate especially as with a bit of luck the gyms will be opening very soon um, we just don't want the phones to be ringing through silly mistakes you know something you can quite easily prevent and I think another area where we're probably likely to start to see some injuries is as people get back into things like football training rugby training their chosen sport and although Hopefully, people have been maintaining their cardiovascular fitness, going out for their runs and doing a little bit of hip training. A lot of injuries in, in those sorts of sports come from rapid acceleration and rapid deceleration. And this is when you might get like your hamstring, your classic sort of hamstring uh, strain or tear where somebody has shot off too quick or had to slam on the brakes a little bit too quick. So between now and whenever you can get back into, into those sports, I'd really, really emphasize people to to go down the park, do your sprint training, do your sudden stops, your agility work, your twisting, your turning, because your body will be rusty with those movements. I mean, I assume probably a lot of us have been glued to, to watching a football on the telly since it's returned. And uh, maybe if there's some Arsenal fans watching, you'll agree with me that there's been a lot of injuries as per usual for them. Um, and, and that's just a classic example. These are professional athletes that really have been at home running on their treadmills, doing a hit training, but they go and jump on a pitch and twist and turn and suddenly they're all laid up. I mean, Arsenal pretty enough anyway, but with these injuries on top, it's going to ruin them. And I don't want the same thing to happen to everybody. 
out there. So um, hopefully if we can implement some of the strategies of rapid acceleration, deceleration, twist, turn, go and do some high intensity down the park, take the football with you, get used to kicking a ball again, it should be all right. Um, and hopefully Arsenal carry on being a bit naff as well. Well, if no one's if no one's enjoying our podcast for the actual content, it will definitely get get some reaction off of these these comments, mate. Love it. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, couldn't agree more. But again, just just bear in mind that you haven't done that type of um, explosive, plyometric, sharp cutting sort of agility training, sports specific training. So for the first couple of weeks, reduce reduce the load, reduce the intensity, eighty um, percent, you know, speed, seventy percent speed couple of times a week rather than you know four or five but to be fair you shouldn't be doing massive plyometric type movements more than that anyway personally um it's balancing the load focus on eccentric step drops you know again from from maybe small small heights or, or minimal load um and gradually progressing up so it's all it's all gradual progressions and obviously we're here um if if you'd like to pick our brains more about the sport you play and how to return safely but also um, we have some amazing PT strength conditioning coaches um, we're affiliated with that we can point you in the right direction if you actually want a program set um, so yeah we can definitely help out with that definitely I think just try and be sensible and almost look at yourself as if it was a friend or a training partner of yours. Classic example. So a good friend of mine that I, that I train with takes me this morning. He'd gone and trained at an outside gym um, over in Strood and he sent me some videos of his squats and he's like, oh, look, I managed 115 or 120 kilos for five reps and he sent me a video. And I was like, mate, what are you doing? Like, you were barely squatting that before we went into lockdown. You'll probably be texting me tomorrow morning and say, my back's killing me. But what he's done is he's had his cups of coffee, he's taken his pre-workout and he's excited because it's the first time he's seen a weight in three or four months. And if you actually kind of, when I say that back to him, he, he's like, oh, oh yeah, that's a bit stupid of me really. And like it's really hard to see that in yourself. So talk it through with other people. That could be a professional, that could be a training partner, um, anyone really. And actually sometimes it really helps just to get the old cogs turning upstairs and just think, oh yeah, hang on, let me be sensible here. Let me knock it back a little bit. Yeah. take my time and build myself back up again yeah no, absolutely i mean it's quite there's some quite interesting uh research out there with regards to sleep stress and mental health as well with regards to tissue and low capacity and injuries um so it's a lot of research is starting to explore the role of sleep and injury risk and performance and currently evidence um from youth athletes into sort of young adult athletes suggest that injury risks increase with less than eight hours of sleep per night. So again, if something, something as simple as on the return and even now, just really trying to get that sleep. Now I appreciate this is adolescent athletes who are growing and are in development, so they probably need a little bit more sleep. It'd be interesting to see um, how that relates to obviously matured adults, whether they need as much sleep. Um, but that's quite, that was quite interesting. Um, and stress plays a crucial role um, in the healing um, by as much as 40 to 60%. So if you're obviously putting load through the tissues, through training, we have the microtrauma, um, the proteins in the system, the natural development of and re repair of the muscles in, in a very controlled environment, which is what we want. But if you're super stressed, and that can be affected up to 40 to 60%, which is huge. Um, so that's going to play a, a role on 
frequency of, of your training and how your body copes. Um, and mental health obviously is a, is a huge factor um, as well. So it's definitely something to bear in mind with regards to all those sort of areas too. Um, and if you are struggling, taking a slight step to one side, I think if you are struggling, I would always, and this is something I discuss and educate all people who come through clinic um, about as well, it's three key responses. <clears throat> so if you're, getting, if you're getting pain during exercise, um, it may be that you're not injured or you don't think you're injured, but you're getting this niggle, or it may be that you're trying to rehabilitate post-injury. And it's all about, again, objectively being self-aware as to how do you know if you're doing too much? I need to try and progress, but how do I safely do that? Um, I have this end goal being, let's say, the marathon or a competition of some sort. I'm injured. How do I get there and progressively manage my injury through rehab? So pain during exercise, number one. Now, for this, I would say it's, it's all about pain scale, zero to ten. Zero being no pain, ten being extreme pain. And you'd want no more than a three. So if during, let's say, running for the marathon, during your runs, if this niggle, if this rehabilitative sort of exercise produces pain up to that three, stop, give it a little stretch out, try and mobilize it, carry on. If it triggers again up to or beyond a level three, then that's your exercise done. That is something that's going to cause a pro-inflammatory symptomatic response, which you don't want. So let's stop aggravating that. All right, so that's number one. So it's a pain scale of zero to three, pain response. And then, and then we look at symptom response. And essentially, it may be that actually we're really sensible and we manage all our training load perfectly and it doesn't produce a pain scale over three. But we maybe do too much of that one type of exercise or we do lots of exercises that none trigger, but it actually causes more than 24 hours of discomfort or pain afterwards. In that case, you've done too much of that particular form of rehab or exercise. So it's a zero to three on a pain scale during and afterwards less than 24 hours of pain. Um, and essentially the third point is over time. Have the symptoms reduced over time from two weeks ago to four weeks ago. We want to see a steady decrease in symptoms or a steady increase in your ability to run further, to load more whilst keeping that pain under zero, well, under three. Um, so I always run off those three key key responses. And that, if anything, is, for me, a perfect tool for you as an athlete or an individual suffering with pain to try and understand and manage what's too much and what's just about enough to keep you moving forward and how to actively progress. And be honest with yourself with those sorts of things. There's no point lying. If it's, if it's a six out of ten and you know you shouldn't be carrying on, don't carry on. Um, and write it down. Yeah. Write it down and you'll see the progress that you're making. Um, they're my two bits that I would add on really. So yeah, be honest and write stuff down so you can see it makes it more, more accountable to yourself or to us as therapists really. 100%. Anything else you want to sort of delve into or tap onto the end of that, Liam? Um, no, I think that's covered everything that we need to. I think basically we, we know that our tissues will have deconditioned a little bit our yeah. fitness would have dropped our strength would have dropped so let's be sensible let's think about things logically 
Um, make sure you warm up properly. Make sure your nutrition is good. You're getting enough water. You're getting as much sleep as possible. And your injury risk will reduce hugely. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned warm up properly. Um, and I know warm, the term warm up has this horrible cloud hanging over its head. You know, it's like going back to PE at school. You know, warm up jogging around the field but no it very valid point you know your muscles start deconditioning in 10 days um to recondition it takes so much longer only six to eight weeks to start gaining some sort of strength gain and such like that but we need to make sure the muscles are ready for the performance or for the activity you're about to do so when we say warm up we don't mean like two seconds stretching quick if you're about to do you know if you if you just simply go to train with weights you know standard sort of weight training we don't mean a quick three-minute leisurely cycle on a bike, then load up the chest on a big heavy bench press because you want to get your chest back, you know. Progressively load through the exercise you're about to do. You know, work through, as we said, those ranges of movements. Activate the muscles you're about to do. Have a little bit of a circuit, body weight circuit, using those muscles before you start exercise. Literally, like five minutes or so, get some press-ups in, get some... You know, um, well, whatever it is you're about to do, try and focus and, and work around that area. That is a warm up activation, not just a, oh, it's quite warm, I'm, I'm warmed up. You know, it's 30 degrees outside, I don't need to warm up. Um, and, and I think that's a massive thing. We're all going to be pushed on time. Who knows how gyms and stuff will reopen? Um, you might have 45 minutes, you might have an hour session booked at that given time or something, if that's how they think they're going to open. But don't rush those things because you'll just end up seeing one of us and then not being able to train. So do those warm-ups, do your mobility work maybe before you even go and that sort of thing. And to be honest, even getting your brain engaged now with what you need to be doing when you do get back. So maybe doing that sort of little warm-up routine, that mobility routine that you will be doing before you start your, your CrossFit, your gym, whatever maybe start doing it now, get, get all the muscles firing, get your body engaged with that so that we're preparing ourselves generally to, to get back to, to what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and definitely check out um, our Instagram page as well because there's loads of mobility exercises on there, movement fix programs that we're starting to create too. Um, so if there's something that you struggle with, whether that's an actual complex movement pattern or you know that actually you just got a bit of a mechanical issue um, or mobility issue in a certain body part and you want advice and you want maybe a little bit of a, a video helping out with that, let us know. We can create something. Um, we produce content for our followers and for, for our listeners. So if there's something you need help with, let us know. And with that in mind, um, for those who have been listening over the last few weeks, um, I just want to officially, over the podcast airwaves, welcome Liam to 8th Element. He's... Um, taken up a clinical spot um, on Thursdays with us as an associate specialist physio so um, there's good thing good and exciting things to come um, through the eighth element doors um, so if you're local and you you want to take advantage of Liam's specialities and, and knowledge then we've got a little uh, promo code for you and that is pain uncovered 20 okay so if you're injured if you're not injured and you just want to improve movement if you want an appointment with Liam, give us a call. Drop us a, a Instagram, Facebook, website, email, whatever it is, with your promo code of Pain Uncovered Twenty before the first of July, and we'll make sure you get twenty percent off your appointment with Liam. That is it. 
no no one else is hearing about that so if you've endured our monotone voices for this long then you've hopefully been rewarded with a bit of a, an offer I feel like there should be a picture of me holding up like an eighth element shirt like I've just signed for uh, for a new club or something. We, we, take, we, we take a picture <laughs> when, when the restrictions are, are reduced, shaking hands, yeah. passing the uniform over. <laughs> <laughs> now, but I'm really excited to get started. Um, obviously, the team down at eighth is uh, is great and um, looking forward to working with everybody in such a good environment. So, uh, yeah, if, you, um, if you're struggling with anything or need some help with injuries, uh, rehab, etc., then um, just get in touch and... We get you booked in and uh, and we go from there. Awesome, awesome. So between now and the next one, um, if anyone wants us to cover a particular topic, a particular injury, um, then by all means, let us know, drop us a message. But between now and then, stay safe, get your training mindset back into gear, be proactive and avoid injuries. And we'll catch you soon. Right, take care, everyone. Bye. See you later.